As the owner and founding father of TR Historical, Dave Boussier took what he learned in a previous long career in retail and combined it with what he loved, history, to create his own family-owned small business, a one-stop shop for people who love the past. The products TR Historical sells are aimed to help people express their enthusiasm for subjects just like fans of sports teams, brands, activities, or destinations typically do. TR Historical offers items from many different subjects and time periods worldwide. Ancient history, American Revolution, the World Wars, the Civil War, science, and art history. They typically only feature the deceased, allowing a place that is typically comfortable and safe for shoppers despite different politics of the day. Their hope is to make history fresh and more engaging while supporting fans of the subject. They support sites and opportunities, when available, that bring history to people in an engaging way. And right now, you can go to trhistorical.com and use the promo code TATTOO to get 10% off your order. That's T-A-T-T-O-O. Use that code at checkout to get 10% off. You'll be supporting a small business during these trying times and obtaining some new history swag for your home, closet, or office space. Go check out trhistorical.com today. LinkedIn, you were once so boring, nothing fresh about you, and now LinkedIn is amazing. Welcome to this episode of the Tattoo Historian Show, my friends. My name is John. I am the Tattoo Historian. Never thought I would say that about LinkedIn, but here we are. Six years ago when I started this brand, LinkedIn was boring. I couldn't deal with it. I didn't like it. It was stuffy. It just wasn't on par with what I was trying to do as a brand, a new brand in the history field that was a little bit more edgy, a little bit more rough around the edges. LinkedIn just didn't seem like the place for me. It seemed too white collar. It seemed too refined, stuffy, as I said. Uh, I don't know. It just didn't seem right for me. And for years, this transpired. At least for the first four years or so of my brand, I was barely on LinkedIn. I did what I told you uh, or asked you to do in the last podcast episode, which is I went over and I grabbed up the real estate. I, I grabbed the plot of ground, if you will. I made sure that I was on the site, on the platform, told everyone I was the owner of the Tattoo Historian business, and I made sure that I had a presence there. But I didn't really stay on there a lot. As I said, it just didn't feel right for the longest time. I just couldn't get it. I didn't understand it. But about two years ago or so, LinkedIn went through a change. LinkedIn began to have a huge amount of organic reach. Organic reach meaning that you didn't have to buy an ad to be seen. You could set your profile to public and people were going to find it. People are going to ask to be in your network. And that was different. Because for the longest time, it seemed like I would post something on LinkedIn, and it never went anywhere. 
But then there was an explosion of organic reach and LinkedIn started to work. And I couldn't believe it. LinkedIn had come around to be like the Facebook of professionals in the field, if you will, or history nerds, uh, history lovers, historians in general, historic preservationists. And it was amazing. And it's taken place in the last two calendar years. In 2019, 2020, you wouldn't believe the amount of organic reach LinkedIn provided, but it's here and it's still happening. Do you have a LinkedIn account? If you don't, you should get one because it's here now. And I think it's here to stay for the long term. I am a believer in LinkedIn. If you are trying to break into the public history field, maybe find that next job, work on trying to find a mentor, LinkedIn is your jam. Myself, as a, as a person who does branding uh, for my own brand and trying to get other entities to see it and see it for what it's worth and try to help them out and vice versa, LinkedIn allowed me to communicate with people I may not have communicated with otherwise. They weren't on Instagram or maybe they weren't on Facebook, but they were here. They were here on LinkedIn and they were hanging out and they were sharing information. Let's say this. Let's say you're a public historian. You're a, you're a grad student or you're an undergrad and you're looking for your internship. This would be a great place for you to start. You can go into, and I'm going to say it again, you're going to go into the search bar and you're going to look up historical sites or corporations or historians, archives, museums, and you're going to find their LinkedIn account and you're going to see what they're up to. You're going to find out how many people are on LinkedIn who work there. You may be able to connect with the person in the department that you want to have an internship in. You may be able to send them a request to get in their network and then send them a private message. This is how you lead in. It's never been easier to network and LinkedIn allows you to have an amazing opportunity to network. Once in a while, I get messages from uh, places that publish books and they wish to send me one and possibly get an interview with the author. They are making LinkedIn more relevant than ever. I have started to do like I did on Facebook six years ago. I've started to upload photos and documents. I've started to upload my podcast episodes. I've started to upload my live stream episodes onto LinkedIn after they've already been published. And people can go on there, professionals and academics and people who don't even work in the field but are just a little bit interested in history. And they can interact with those posts. I've gained speaking gigs from people who have seen me on LinkedIn and have messaged me. It's amazing how much LinkedIn has changed within the last two calendar years, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it grows in 2021. It can grow just by you getting on there, you becoming a part of the conversation. Go over and make a LinkedIn account. Upload 
any information you want to upload and get started. Hit that search bar. Look for your local historical sites or someone who went to the university you would like to go to. There's one way to get into grad school. Find out who's from the university you wish to apply to. Perhaps they're on there. The chair of the department may be on there. Message them. They're going to see it. It's just like Instagram with private messages. LinkedIn's the same way. That museum you would love to do a collaborative effort with on a new exhibit, let's say. The people who work there are on LinkedIn. I can't tell you how many of my friends who work with the National Park Service are on LinkedIn. This is a networking opportunity which is often overlooked. And LinkedIn is free. As long as you don't go for the premium, which I don't. I just go with the free account. This is a way for you to break into what is important for you. Whether it's art or history or business, marketing, accounting, whatever it may be. This is a great resource for you. They have their own news going on when you go to the main page and you can see what's going on within possibly your uh, area of expertise. And guess what else is there? Something I've brought up in every single thing, uh, every single podcast that I've talked about these platforms, hashtags. Hashtags are here, baby. You need to know these hashtags because this is how you find people who do what you do or talk about the things you want to talk about or hear about. And when you go to the site, when you go to the platform itself on your PC, you can see all of the recent hashtags. You can see history. You can see historian, historic preservation, social media, in my case, pops up a lot. Groups are found on here. Groups are fantastic because you might get uh, the ability to go into a group of LinkedIn people, you know, people on LinkedIn, other professionals who have the same interests. Like I'm uh, on the Western Front Association's group. I'm in there because I study the First World War. So I'm in there with other First World War historians. Uh, Friends of the National World War II Memorial. I'm in there. And then you get to meet up with people virtually who you have an interest in speaking with or you have the same historical interests. There's an amazing opportunity on LinkedIn right now. And when you post something on LinkedIn, let's think of LinkedIn as a more professional Instagram, if you will. You post that photo of a place you've been. You put in maybe a paragraph or two of text maybe a link to your blog site, and then you use those hashtags up. And you will see people start to congregate onto your post. Make your LinkedIn account public. Do not make it private. I'm asking you that. Some of you may want to make it private, and that's fine. You don't want to be in the public light. But if you're starting a brand and you are focusing on what you do as a brand, You're going to want to make it public because other people are going to congregate there who have similar interests, and they're going to be like, huh, wonder what this person does. Never met this person. Wonder what this brand is about. That's how you start to see what is actually going on on LinkedIn. 
There are job boards. If you're looking for a job in the public history field or jobs that you can qualify for with your education level, you can find them on LinkedIn. Some of them. Obviously, it's not all-encompassing, but it gives you an idea. And the beauty is, let's say a museum puts uh, a job opportunity up. Uh, you know, a social media manager for a museum. And you want to do that. You can also go to that job posting, see who posted it as far as the museum, and then click on the museum. It gives you a little thing there where you can click on it. And then you can find out who else works there. Maybe another social media employee can be found on LinkedIn and you can message them, inquire with them about something. Maybe the hiring official is on LinkedIn. Inquire about the position as far as what are they exactly looking for or whatever it may be. What would be something that would make me a strong candidate for this position? Reach out. Don't be afraid to reach out to people, especially on LinkedIn. Looking up jobs, finding people in your network, using those hashtags. This is a big thing. This is huge. This is free marketing. This is free networking. Back in the day, they used to tell us all the time, you got to go to conferences and all these other places to network. Those days are gone. I'm not saying conferences are gone. I'm saying that the way people used to say, well, that's the only way, the only way to network. Those ideas are now irrelevant. Thanks in large part to the internet, social media, and our COVID crisis. We have to do it online now. We have to network. We have to message these other influencers. We have to be a part of the conversation. The first time I told you about Facebook, the second time I told you about Instagram, now I'm telling you about LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is going to be big for this, especially if you want to be a professional in the field of your choice. If you want to be a, a, a brand and never work a day in your life in a cubicle or in an archive or in a museum. You know, this could be like your third or fourth tier page. However, if you want to collaborate with a site, if you want to collaborate with an archive, if you want to collaborate with a museum, you're going to want to be on LinkedIn. LinkedIn skews older demographically. However, there are a lot of 20 and 30 year olds on LinkedIn who are new to the field and they are looking for jobs or they have entry level jobs. They understand what is going on in the field right now and they are hungry. They are looking for collaborative efforts. They're looking for marketing opportunities. They're looking for internships. They are on the rise on here. This is a great place for you to reach a new demographic in the history field. Young professionals are here, and they're looking for new things to latch onto. Perhaps that's your brand. Perhaps that's a museum that you visited, and you plugged the museum, and they found it because of you. That's a really interesting prospect, right? They're not looking maybe for you, and that's not putting your stuff down, but maybe they're looking for something that you posted. And they got it because of you. And that comes back in a good way for you. That allows them to see that you're doing great things and they want to be a part of it. Don't put that out of your sights. 
That is a huge thing. Let me stress this again. LinkedIn is on the rise, and the organic reach is through the roof. I have never, ever spent money on LinkedIn for anything. No boosting of posts, no premium account, nothing. Nada. Not a dime. This is free. This is a great way to network with people you admire, sites that you like, museums you're going to visit. This is it. Check it out. Go up that search bar. Search hashtags, just like we did on Instagram, just like we did on Facebook. Search the hashtag history, and you'll see public posts with the hashtag history pop up. And you can see the latest one and see what's going on in the field. Historian. Maybe you're into social networking like I am. Uh, maybe you're into historic preservation. Look up those hashtags. Check them out. Because that could lead you to an opportunity. That could lead you to a colleague. That could lead you to a mentor. Go into search bar and look up museums. Historic sites. National Park Service sites, corporations, nonprofits. You're going to see those on LinkedIn. You're going to see possibly their mission statement on LinkedIn. Upcoming events. You're going to find people who work there, who you can connect to, and you could increase your brand awareness and your circle in your field. Understanding that these are colleagues and possibly friends in the future once you get to know each other who could push you a certain direction or you may be able to guide them in time. It's give and take, right? This isn't all about us. This is about us working together. The pie is big enough, my friends. There's enough pie to go around. We don't have to fight over it. But we can think about LinkedIn as a great place to build those relationships among peer groups. Think about branding yourself on there to a more professional audience than maybe you would on Instagram. So you're going to take that post you posted on Facebook, the post that you posted on Instagram, and you're going to think about it in a new way for LinkedIn. The audience is different. The demographic may be a little different, but they may be a little bit more professional. And I don't mean that to put down Instagram or Facebook. I just mean these are people who work in the field, who have been working in the field maybe for 20 years, or they run museums or very uh, strong nonprofits. You're going to want to tweak your message a little bit. You're not going to upload your TikTok video to LinkedIn. Please don't do that. This is where the field is if you want to get into more of the traditional sense of the field. But even if you're a non-traditional historian, kind of like I am, in a way, you're going to want to make connections here. You're going to want to let people know what you're about. Go check out those hashtags. Go check out the event listings. Go look at the job opportunities. If you don't need a job, maybe someone you know could utilize it. Maybe you know an archivist who's out of work and you see something pop up and you could help someone land a job. You can get started in a group or start a group. There's just the History Enthusiast group on LinkedIn. Then uh, there are 
the Oral History Association is on LinkedIn. The American Military History Group is on there. Uh, there's amazing amounts of groups that I've become involved with. The Oral History Network is on there. American Alliance of Museums. American Historical Association. The Organization of American Historians. They're all there. The groups are up and running on LinkedIn. These are your peers. These are people that you can connect with and collaborate with over time. Or at least introduce yourself to them and let them know that you're either A, looking for a job, B, looking for a collaborative effort, or you just want to introduce yourself and become a part of their network. Never before has LinkedIn had such organic reach. You don't have to spend money on LinkedIn to be seen at all. That's the beauty of LinkedIn right now. And that's why a lot more people who work in the history field in some form or some capacity are starting to move over to LinkedIn because there's a lot of reach now. We can get a lot of history out to the masses in a cost-effective way. The return on investment for LinkedIn is huge because you really don't have to invest any money. So your return is amazing on LinkedIn. This organic reach over any platform we talk about is the key to your success. If the organic reach is high, you have a better chance of being seen. That just means that you're flowing through people's feeds while they're scrolling. You know, their thumb is scrolling up the cell phone and they're seeing your stuff organically. It just happens. That's organic reach. You didn't have to buy a spot to be seen. It just happened that way. That's organic. And that's a beautiful thing for you because it's no money out of your pocket. And LinkedIn has an amazing, amazing amount of organic reach right now. There are hundreds of thousands of professionals on there and thousands of people check LinkedIn every single day. And they may not post, but they're looking. People are looking for people to hire on LinkedIn. People are looking for jobs on LinkedIn. People are posting photos of themselves at their jobs. What's the work that they do? How do they do it? They're documenting their journey as a historian or an archivist or a librarian. That'll teach you some things as well. Something you may not have learned in the classroom if you went to college. That's the beauty of it. You're going to see what it's like in the real world. Understanding the field itself. Understanding that maybe there's an opportunity there for you to work towards something new and exciting with another organization or another historian. There may be sponsorship opportunities if you're trying to go that route. LinkedIn is amazing right now. And it's been kind of my dark horse candidate in platforms because we still think about it as like our aging father sitting back there telling us we're doing it wrong, you know, or that uncle who's just the crazy guy at Thanksgiving. LinkedIn's always been on the sideline for a lot of us. It's time to bring them to the main table. Don't leave them at the kiddie table. Bring them over here because the organic reach is huge. Hashtags have really taken off and allowed people to connect in new ways. Reach out via the messenger 
on the app to people you would like to collaborate with or you just want to thank them for what they do, that's huge. Just be nice. Be nice with our historians and archivists and librarians. You can't believe how far that goes. That's with every day. You know, pay it forward. See the job postings. Understand the corporations or museums or archives which are hiring right now. Or maybe they're saying, hey, in six months, we, we're going to be looking into this position. And then go seek out our people who have that similar position. And ask them, can you help me with my resume? Or what are some things they look for when they hire? And you start to do some background work. And you start to think about things in a different way. This is where the rubber hits the road, really. If you're looking at the, the traditional sense of the field, and it's remarkable what we're passing up because we're so focused on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter. You know, that's like the big four for a lot of people right now. And they're forgetting LinkedIn. And LinkedIn is an amazing resource. And I don't overlook it anymore. I am sold on the LinkedIn premise now. It's not like it was five years ago when I didn't want to be around it. Uh, it seems stuffy then. Now it's becoming more new school. And people who are on there have worked in the field a while or are just coming into the field and they're hungry and they want more and they're seeing some really cool stuff pop up on there. When I post uh, a YouTube video of something I've done with my colleagues and friends or if I post a podcast up on there, my numbers shoot up. It's there. There's an organic feel and reach to LinkedIn now. So if you post something up there like, here's a link to my blog and here's the thesis of my argument about this historical event, people are going to go over to your blog. That's guaranteed. It's going to happen. Post your latest podcast episode. Here's what my podcast episode is about. Here's the thesis of it. Here are the hashtags. Here's the link. Go listen. People are going to go listen. There's a lot of interaction going on on LinkedIn right now. Whether you're into history, art, any kind of the humanities, other than those, uh, it's happening. Corporate America's there. Nonprofits are there. Museums are there. The people who we need to talk to as historians are there, especially the nonprofits and museums and historic sites. They are there. You're going to want to check it out. Can't say enough good about LinkedIn. And sometimes we overlook it, sadly. I'm, I've been guilty of it. I'm not going to say I'm innocent. I've been guilty of it as well. But that organic reach started shooting up, and I started seeing that we have an opportunity here. I have great friends on there who post amazing resources, primary source documents that they find in the archives that I would have never seen if I wasn't on LinkedIn. So it's an educational value. They link it to their blog posts, and I'm learning about it. And then I'm reaching out to them and saying, hey, you want to talk more about that on my podcast or on a live stream? Let's go. So you're looking for live stream interviews or podcast interviews? Check out LinkedIn. Honestly, amazing resource. So it's not just about you getting a gig. It's about helping someone else get a gig, as I like to say. You know, it sounds like I'm in a band, but it works. Help other historians get somewhere and help and help and help. And one day, someone's going to help you. It's not why you do it overall. It's just being nice. 
just helping out. Maybe a future panel is just sitting there waiting on LinkedIn. You're going to want to be a part of that. Hit that search bar. I can't say it enough. In those three hours that I tell you to hang out online in the evening when you're not doing anything else or whatever other time of day you're not doing anything else, take an hour and look in the LinkedIn search bar. Take an hour and look in the uh, Instagram search bar. Take an hour and look in the Facebook search bar. There's your three hours. Comment, post, share, get on the radar. Ask people to be in their network. Send those requests. You're going to start to see momentum. And when that starts to happen, you're going to see results. And as long as you stay positive and have a positive impact and allow people to get enjoyment from what you do, you're going to see a positive impact. You get out what you put in. And that's with life. But the history field is no different. Contact those peers. Check out those hashtags. Talk to the people who follow you. And you'll do well. LinkedIn is an amazing resource, my friends. It's organic. It's here to stay. You need to do some homework on it. And that homework is an hour in the evening looking for other people under hashtag historian or hashtag artist, or that nonprofit you want to look at and start to build that up and get that ball rolling. Your next project, your next collaborative effort could be sitting there waiting for you. You never know until you try. Don't be afraid to reach out in the messenger. Don't be afraid to hear no. You're going to hear it. It's that one yes, though, I'm telling you, that one yes can change it all up. And with LinkedIn's organic reach, it could be sitting right there right now. So go make sure you have a LinkedIn page, especially if you're going to be working in the, in the more traditional sense of the history field. And I mean, if you want that museum job, if you want that job with the National Park Service, if you want that job in an archive or a library, you're going to want to migrate over there and start to do some research of your own among your peer group and think about what they have that you could also learn from. And they're going to be doing the same thing with you. That's when it really gets good. And that's when I know you're going to enjoy it. Again, this is a crash course. This is a half hour about one platform. That's it. But this is what's worked for me. Constantly being on there for an hour or so every night, hitting up those hashtags, commenting and sharing on posts, leaving positive waves, putting up a podcast that I've done or a live stream or a document I found with that description, maybe two paragraphs at most, maybe 10 hashtags, eight to 10 hashtags, and letting it ride. And I've made great friends on LinkedIn, met some colleagues, had inter uh, interview opportunities pop up, all for free, all for free. Never bought an ad on LinkedIn. Free marketing for you and free awareness of you for a field that you love. It doesn't get much better than that. 
So with that, we've gone over three platforms. The three platforms I really started off with first. We went over Facebook, we went over Instagram, and we went over LinkedIn. What's the next platform I'm going to talk about? You're going to have to tune in next time and find out. But this is just the crash course. This is just the foundation of that building once you've bought the land. This is just the basement level. This is a half hour of a multi-hour presentation that I usually give for others uh, in person. So we're just cracking the surface here. There'll be much more to come. I'm not going to hide things from you. But I'm telling you, I like to give you these half-hour snippets just as an introductory, just to make your mouth water and think about what you can do with it. Think about it for the future. Understand that you are in control of your own narrative. You do good things, you're going to get good things back. Be good to others, they'll be good to you. And if they're not, cut them off. It's that simple. It's, it's not hard. You can move on. But always understand that be your authentic self. Understand your strengths and your weaknesses. Focus on your strengths first. Learn about your weaknesses and how you could uh, overcome it or how you can find someone to help you overcome it. That is big. If you can delegate your weaknesses, then you're starting to learn. Never be afraid of that. You don't have to do it all yourself. But it's key that you are the voice of your brand. Don't want anyone else speaking for you because if they say something off color, stupid, not on mission, that comes back on you. Especially on places like LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Speak for yourself. Let it be your authentic voice. And that's how you get ahead. And that's how you start to make an impact for yourself. It may take time, but if you have patience, you can get it done. I believe in that. And I believe if you focus on the positive things that you can create, I believe in you too. I don't believe in the negative at all. I don't like to see infighting. I don't like to see ego. Please don't do that or you won't go anywhere whether it's on LinkedIn or any other platform. Be good to yourself and be good to others. Help the history field grow and prosper and become this thing that we can't live without anymore in our society and in culture. That's how we move forward. So my friends, I hope that you will join me next week. I'll go over in our platform if you like. Please give me some feedback on these I know it's a crash course. I know it's not in-depth, but I'm just here uh, for these moments to introduce you to something you may not have realized was out there or the extent of what was out there. And we're going to keep going over it. I keep, I, I'm going to keep wanting to bring you value in some way, and I hope that I do that. So thank you again for listening. I hope you'll tune in to the next episode of the Tattoo Historian Show. This podcast has meant a lot to me. I've really enjoyed doing it, and I hope that you get something out of it, my friends. Until next time, please take care of yourself. Be safe out there. I hope to talk to you and with you very soon.